Thank you for joining us. Are you ready to both hear and heal from heaven? This is the place for you. This is a place where we like church, but we really love the truth. Stay tuned. Be connected. This is another, another, another uh, time for us to come together, another time for us to talk about the No Name series. And as you see at the bottom of the screen here, you see the No Name series. We're going to talk about the widow in Zarephath. So without further ado, thank you for joining. I see you. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining. Um, we're going to dive right in uh, after I say um, prayer over the word. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this word um, in regards to no name persons. God, I thank you for using different ones to give example for us to be able to glean from them the nuggets that you would have us to learn from God. In the name of Jesus, concerning your word, in the name of Jesus, I pray that this word will go forth with might and with power and that it will uh, give to the hearer uh, the power, the nuggets, the insight, uh, the understanding of what you want uh, to accomplish on today. So I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, right now for the word being broken and being prayed over for those that are hearing me, seeing me, listening to me to be able to hear what you have to say through me in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Now I enjoy prayer. I can pray all day, but we're going to go into this word that God has given me. We're going to comb the text and we're going to find some nuggets, some wisdom nuggets that you can be able to take along with yourself. So without further ado, let's go to first Kings uh, chapter 17, and we're going to start in verse eight, and then we're going to keep it going. Amen. So it says in verse eight, then the word of the Lord came to him saying, arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Zion and dwell there. And let me pause here. This is Elijah, the prophet of God. And Elijah uh, was instructed uh, to be, uh, and if you read the whole chapter, you would see that Elijah was instructed to be able to get his provision in a one place. And God is now telling him, uh, and we will see in the text what God wants him to do. So going back to the text, it says, um, see, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So verse eight 
says, then the Lord, the word of the Lord came to him saying, arise. God wanted him to arise and go to Zarephath, which belongs to Zion, uh, dwell there. And then God said to him, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. I love it because this scripture right here uh, suggests that God will tell you uh, where to go, when to go, when things are what you call dried up, when things are considered to be uh, something that God provided for you and now is no longer. God will instruct you in where to go next. See, I love it because uh, God gives instructions. God gives directions. And if we listen to God, he will direct you. He will guide you. I love it. I love this scripture. But I want to I be able to give you some nuggets in regards to this widow woman. This widow woman didn't have, her name wasn't mentioned but God knew her name. And even though her name wasn't mentioned, there are some things that we can learn from her. And I want to say this, the other thing in this verse um, is the widow. How many times God wanted to use you, but you were out of position. That's right. Listen, God had told Elijah, I have a widow that is going to provide for you. I have commanded this widow to provide for you. See, let me tell you something. It's a blessing when God has your name, has you in mind, but are you in position to be used? Are you in position for God to tell somebody else that this person is going to come and provide for you? Oh my God. Some people want God to use them. Some people want the blessings of God, but they're not in the position to receive it. They're not in the position for them to be able to be used of God. And I'm talking to somebody today who says that I want to continue to have a relationship with God. I want to be able to be used of God, but you have to be in the right position. You have to be in the right posture in order for God to use you. See, he told Elijah, that a widow woman is going to provide for you. So God had to speak to the widow woman to let her know that something is coming up the road. But I thank God for what he is showing in this text. He is showing Elijah that a widow is going to provide for him. Isn't that great that God will tell you where your next provision is? God will let you know where he needs you to go so that you can get what you need. I thank God for his instructions. I thank God for using individuals. I thank God that people actually can hear from God and for God to tell them what to do. And if they do uh, what God wants them to do, oh my God, I'm going a little bit ahead of myself. I'm going a little bit ahead of myself. Let's just comb the text here. Let's let's switch here and let's continue to go because whoo my God today. So verse 10. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please give 
please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. Verse 11. And as she was going to get it, let me pause there. Let me pause right there. The man of God said to her, he said, and I'm going to get there. Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink my God today. And guess what happened? She didn't ask a question. She didn't raise an attitude. She didn't go with 50 million questions. She didn't say this or that. But what did she do? As she was going, as she was going to get it, I had to pause here for a minute because God will tell you not all of the story of a thing that he wants you to do. God may tell you a little thing. God may say, you know, this person that's coming up to you right now, do X, Y, and Z. But then as you are going to do it, he will instruct you for more. She was in position. She was prepared. She was in action to go forth in what God wanted her to do. She just said, you know what? I'm going to go regardless if I don't have, regardless if I'm depleted. God is telling me that I got to do this for this person. Sometimes God will tell you to do something for somebody else when you need it yourself. How can God tell you to do this for somebody else and you need it? Because God wants you to see, God wants to see your faithfulness. God wants to see your trust in a thing. And she was obedient, even if it, even if she did not know where her drink was coming from, where her full portion was coming from, she was in position to go. And God want us to be in position just to go, not to give him an excuse, not to be not ready, to be in position for him to use you at any given point in your life. So don't slack at any given point in your life when it comes to your salvation in God, when it comes to your relationship with God, because God wants to use you and you don't know where he wants you to use you. He, you don't know where he will whisper in your ear to do this and that for somebody else. Woo. My God today, she was ready to serve. She was ready and prepared. Are you ready to serve? Are you prepared right now? Where's your mental capacity right now? Oh God, where's your mental capacity right now? You're all over the place. And God is like, I need you more in your mind capacity. He needs you more in your mind capacity instead of you making excuses and saying no to this and no to that. Oh my God. Okay, as we see later in the text, that regardless of her situation, we're going to see later in the text about her situation, you know, because I love the fact that she was, uh, she was ready to go get it. She was ready to go get it. Listen, can you give to someone else when you are in need? We got to grow into that. In the name of Jesus, we're so quick to want to get for ourselves that we forget that God can use uh, uh, us to be able to be a blessing in somebody's life in somebody's life 
with the little that we have. But I'm going to leave that there right now. Let me go into another verse here. Come on now. Let me get into this verse. Okay. What it says here, verse 12. Oh, my God. My God, today, I'm getting excited about what God wants to do. I'm getting excited about what God wants to bring to you. Already, he has already established some things in this widow woman and what she had done. Already, what she has done, she was quick to be into action to give the man of God something to drink. Even when she was gathering sticks for herself. Oh, let me go there. We can be so concerned about us that if God tells us to do this or that, we pause to say, this is not God. This is it, this is something that I may have thought of. We got to be careful when we think that it's not of God and it's truly God and we will rationalize God out of the equation. Don't rationalize God out of the equation. Oh my God, I just heard that for somebody. Mm, my God today. Okay, scripture continues. He called to her, and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So not only did the man of God want her to bring him a cup of water, which she was going to go get, but then he says, um, also bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. In verse 12, she says, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread. I do not have bread. Oh my God, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread. Listen, let me tell you something. You don't have to lie. You don't have to lie and pretend you don't have something when you don't have something. If a man or woman of God approaches you and begins to ask questions of you about certain things, you don't have to lie. Some people will lie because they feel that they are embarrassed or they feel like they supposed to be uh, this in their life at this stage in their life. And they won't tell the man of God the truth about their current situation, but God will wants you to know right now, stop lying. God wants you to know, stop saying some truth. God wants you to say all of the truth. Tell the situation at hand. Yes, I don't have bread right now. Yes, I need right now because guess what? You guess what? God may be setting you up for a miracle. God may be setting you up for a blessing, but because you are prideful, because you are embarrassed, because you, you, you think about what other people think think so much that you will miss out on what God wants to do to you or what God wants to do in your household or what God wants to do period in your life. Don't miss that somebody. Don't miss that. God may be sending somebody into your life to ask you some questions that you may feel embarrassed about, but God wants to be able to show you his hand in the situation. Oh my God today. I love the fact that she was honest. I love the fact that she was being honest and she was like, I don't have no bread. And as a matter of fact, let's continue in the verse. We are in verse 12 for those who are just coming on. Verse 12, she continues. I only have a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. I want to encourage someone out there that you have given your all, 
You have been obedient. You've been serving. You've been faithful. You've been giving all your all. And what has happened is that you have allowed fear. You have allowed doubt. You have allowed your confidence in God to deplenish to the point where you are speaking death, to the point where you're speaking out, not the faith of spoken word or words coming out your mouth, but you actually are speaking death. God wants to encourage you on today because you have, um, at one, you had at one time, a plan of action that you was going to go forth and do. But then you saw that this plan of action that you was going forth to do is dwindling, is shriveling up. But God wants you to know that that vision, that plan that you had, that you think is shriveled up. God wants to let you know that it can live again. Yes, it can live again. <laughs> My chair is going out. It can live again. God wants you to know that he wants you to change your language. That's right. He wants you to change your language. He wants you to see his hand. He wants you to trust in him. He don't want you to speak death in your life. Look, she was like, let me make this for me and my son so that we can just die. My, my, my. My, my, my. You want to give up. You feel like nothing is happening. You feel like different actions that you have done is not working. You feel as just like this uh, widow woman, she was gathering sticks just to prepare what she had to die afterwards. And God is saying that there's some ideas and plans that he has put in you that you think has died. And God says, it's a not about it being dead. It's about it coming up. It's not about it being dead. It will come back to life. As a matter of fact, not only will it come back to life, but he said he will add to it. But guess what you have to do? You have to dust the dirt off. You have to shake off what is in your heart, what is in your mind that is stopping you from moving forward in the thing that God is wanting you to pick back up. He wants you to be able to have and more building up your faith, building up more trust in him because he got something for you. Don't give up on God because God has not given up on you. Oh my God today. What is what is asking you to do seemingly is impossible, but nothing is impossible for God. He will never leave you or forsake you. My God. That vision, that plan that he is wanting you to go back into doing, he's saying to do it. He's saying to do it. Now let's go back into the text. Verse 13. Verse 13, uh, Elijah says to her, do not fear. Because Elijah already 
equated when she said we're just going to eat this and die that fear has already crept in because when you talk like that that is not faith talk okay that is not faith talk that is that's talk of death doubt uh let no confidence uh or less confidence in god he already knew that do not fear he said, do not fear. And I'm saying to somebody out there, do not fear. Do not doubt. Trust God. Oh, my God. That death talk. No, I cancel death talk. I cancel negativity that you speak over your life. I cancel that negative thought and those negative thoughts that you speak over your life that somebody else has spoke over your life and you believe them. I cancel those in Jesus name. I cast them down in Jesus name. I pray that you will not repeat those things. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My God today. Okay, so let's continue verse 13. And he continues, go and do as you have as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first. So Elijah was like, oh, I hear you. You talking about you want to make this and then die. Okay, you could do that. But first, uh, make me that cake. And I can only imagine what was going on in her mind when it was, uh, uh, when this was happening, like, really, I only have enough for me, but I thank God for what he had done. This wasn't him being selfish. He was testing her faith because God had already said to Elijah that he had commanded a widow woman to provide for him. Oh my God. Let's continue in the text. Okay. So it says, um, Verse 13, and bring it to me and afterwards make some for yourself and for your son. See, this was his way of seeing um, how faithful you are. Because a lot of times we want the last for ourselves. We ain't trying to give it to nobody else. I'm making this and I'm going to take this and that's it. But God is saying, can I trust you? Can I trust you to be used in somebody else's life with the little that you have? Can I trust you to give when it hurts to give when it don't make sense to give? God wants to be able to show his hand in your life. Don't miss God. Don't miss the blessing he wants to give you. Why? Because in the continued verse that we will read in verse 14, it says, for thus says the Lord, God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day of the Lord reigns on the earth. Don't, do you think that God will tell you to do something for somebody without providing it for you too? Think about it. Did you think that God was a God that is like a mean old ogre? And I say that at times where he will have you do something and he ain't, and he's not going to provide for you. Somebody's thinking that right now. Somebody is thinking that I cannot do the impossible with God. You know, I can't do what she may have done when she didn't have nothing. 
And he wanted her to make it and give it to him first. But God is saying, when you put everything in me, when you trust me with everything, guess what I will do? I will provide for you. And not only you, I will provide for others too. In the verse, it said that the oil didn't run dry, nor the flour, the flour didn't go um, be used. So guess what? Anytime she went back into that flour bin and each time she went back to the oil jar, it never ran out. It never ran out. That's the miracle. That's the blessing God wants to give you to let you know it will never run out. You think what you have right now is something? God wants to give you more, but how can he give you more when you're trying to hold on to what you have? And God is like, release it. Release it now. Release it. Release it now. God is saying, release it. Release it now. What are you holding on so tight to that God cannot come in to give you more? God cannot come in to give you abundantly more, more so. Oh my God. Verse 15, and I'm closing. I'm closing with this. As you've seen the scripture here. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and her household ate for many days. The bin of the flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry according to the word of God, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. Don't get fooled. Don't get afraid by the thing that God wants you to do. Don't be afraid. Don't be fooled by what God wants you to do to think that he is going to have you go out there, look like a fool or look any kind of way with God not backing you. God wants to back you. God wants to give more unto you. But somebody's afraid out there right now. Somebody's afraid. Somebody is not believing God. And God wants you to build up your faith. This is what you call exercising your faith. Exercise your faith and watch God come in. Watch God show up. Watch God do the miraculous in your life. Let me pray for you right now. Father God, we thank you for this word that you have given me in regard to this no-name widow. We may not know her name, God, but you used her in a mighty way and her story ended up in the Bible. God, I thank you and I praise you that the people that's listening to this right now, that their faith will be built up, God. Continue to give them faith, God. I pray that they will continue to believe you, God, and not the people around them, that they will continue to believe your word, God, and not the science books out there, God, that they will continue to believe you, God, instead of their circumstances, that they will continue to believe you, God, instead of their bank account, that they will continue to believe you, God, instead of their uh, living situation, God, that they will continue to believe you for the miraculous, God, because that's the God that we serve in the name of Jesus. I pray for them right now. Somebody's faith is low. I pray for their faith to grow in the name of Jesus 
that they will trust you with their heart and their mind in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, right now that you will turn their situation around and they will pick back up that vision you have given them. They will pick back up, Father God, what you had given them a long time ago that they felt that that vision, that plan, that strategy is dead. I thank you, Lord, that it will be reviving in their spirit to be alive in them again right now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Woo, no name series. My God. I thank you for those that came out to listen. I pray that you were able to receive what God wanted you to receive. And I look forward to coming back on here again for another no-name person in the Bible in this no-name series. But you have to stay, stay connected to be able to, to come together and know when it's going to happen. I love you to life. I love you to truth. Be blessed. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord? and as your Savior? Jesus said, in Revelation chapter 3 verse 20, Listen, I stand at the door and knock. If any hear my voice and open the door, I will come into their house and eat with them, and they will eat with me. You may ask, how do I accept this invitation to salvation? We are so glad that you've asked this life-changing question. The Bible gives us the ABCs of salvation. A. To all who receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. John chapter 1 verse 12. First, admit you are a sinner. Romans chapter 3 verse 10 and verse 23 says, There is no one righteous, not even one for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Next. Ask God's forgiveness. Romans chapter 10 verse 13 says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. B. Believe in Jesus, put your trust in him, as your only hope of salvation. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John chapter 3 verse 16 c confess that jesus is your lord if you confess with your mouth jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved romans chapter 10 verse 9 pray this prayer with us today dear god i know that i am a sinner and i ask for your forgiveness i believe you sent your son jesus to die for my sins and raised him from the dead I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and into my life. I want to trust you and follow you as my Lord and as my Savior. Thank you for accepting me just as I am, and accepting me right where I am. Thank you for your unfailing love and for the ultimate price your son Jesus paid, through the giving of his life and the shedding of his blood. Today I accept your salvation and your redemption in my life. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. Did you pray the prayer of salvation with us today? If so, welcome to the family. 
Thank you for watching and thank you for listening to this word of encouragement and this word of empowerment. This word was brought to you by the City of Truth International. Stay tuned. Be connected. We love you to life and truth.